Episode 20! Aww. Hello. Hello, everybody! Um, clearly you're listening to the commentary for Genesis Avalon, episode 20, which Bruce is about to tell you, like, and right now. Any minute now. There we are. There it is. See? He told you. What show you're listening to. You should listen. Anyway, um, I am Catherine Pride. I'm the stufer for the show. I wrote it, I directed it, and, uh, I used to act in it. I don't need more. Um, and, uh, and with me is, uh, my editor and main villain, Chris Britton. Hello. So, just don't do that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so here we start with uh, with Sam getting dressed. I'm all about that. We could do more of that. I think. I think, I think in I should... entire scenes of the pre getting dressed, Sam would be approved of by most people. David's going to be like, why do I have a script where I'm not wearing clothes for half of it? And I'm going to be like, I couldn't possibly tell you. I am innocent as a pure driven snow. Do you sometimes wish um, we didn't just do audio? Yes. Oh, I wish that often. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. That would be great. So anyway, folks. Um, Wait. Yes. Yeah, so uh, as we left off last episode... Um, we all know what happened to Z. I'm sorry, I folks. I really am. Uh, I still feel bad about it, but it had to happen. Um... So this is the point where Sam kind of realizes that if uh, if if Jane wants to go see Z alone, and we all know that Knox wants Jay, and you know Sam's kind of out of it. You have to remember, folks, he didn't he doesn't know what happened last episode at all, because um, he was out for the whole thing. So he's kind of just going on bare instinct because this has happened before, so he's really worried. I love this little sequence. So I love the whole opening and and the way it kind of builds in because from the end of the last the last part I would have thought you opened on Jaina, but this actually works a lot better this way around, uh, kind of introducing the other characters to the scene at the same time as the audience. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to do it like that. I mean, this is a this is a really um, defining moment for Jaina and Sam. It changes their relationship um, because it's the first time that Sam really sees her at her weakest. Up until this point, by seeing her at, at her weakest, he's always seen her angry. He's always seen her fighting. He's always seen her competing. He's never seen her at this point where she's pretty much just done. She's really not sure what to do from here, and she's in denial. And so it's. I wanted to do it from Sam's perspective because if I did it from Jaina's perspective, it was not going to come off right. I think. I think it would have come off. It would have come off like Sam was insincere. And we all know that's not what he's doing here. No, so, I, can, I, can, I completely agree. Yeah. not true, and you know it. No, I think Jane, I think it was. Isn't it's, your fault? It's a nice emotive opening to the whole thing, especially this is where it really builds to the yeah. uh, season finale from this point onwards. Yeah. From here on, the season finale just ramps up, ramps up, ramps up, and it hits hard on in episode twenty-four. Yeah. Avalon. And I have to say that the exchange here where they start shouting at each other and he finally just screams at her uh, that she was barricaded in the other room, I think is, is it was it was awesome. And, and and this is one of the episodes that David did here while he was staying here. And it just he did such an awesome job with it. And I know he'd only read the script like I think he read that scene like two or three times through. That was about it. So he didn't really spend a lot of time on it. And he just nailed it first go. So. Well, this is what this is, awesome. this, this is what happens when you work with a professional thespian, darling. You. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, so it, I really like how this, this scene turned out, and I thought he did a good job, and, and Laura did a fantastic job, so the whole thing just worked really well. Um, also, this piece of music you're going to hear more often, too. Um, it's, uh, it's the other, the other theme I have for a thing that I can't tell you guys about. Um, <laughs> doing that thing where I don't tell anybody anything again. Oh, also, for those of you who may be wondering, you may be wondering, well, gee, how did Sam know that Jaina was barricaded in the other room? He got there after the fact. Um, if you guys remember at the end of 19, Jaina practically knocked the door right off its hinges, so it's pretty obvious how it went down. Plus, she did say that she was trapped in the other room. Like, she's mumbling it, but she did say it. So. No plot holes here. Nope, I, well, there might be, but it's not there. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> not that one, yeah. If there, if there are any plot holes, then my fault. That's what I'm supposed to call. That's your job as the editor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this scene because... And, and the sound effects that are underneath were not in the script at all. I didn't tell you what I was doing here. I just I gave you a line. Um, so I'm sure this was kind of a shock to you when you listened to it. But uh, as you can tell, Obsidian and Sekhmet's plan is working quite nicely. Uh, the plague that knocks cast over the city is making people sick and it's bringing out basically all the worst emotions you can think of in people so it is giving Sekhmet and Obsidian a corridor to damned souls it's making it easier for them to access what they're trying to get to um which you know they're demons so uh really when you think about it they just want to take over the world so this is perfect for them. Um, and hence, we have many more screaming voices in the background, <laughs> which I very much like. Yeah. I don't know where you got the sound effect from, but I might need to borrow it at some point. Oh, it's, um, it's one of my many, it's hell kind of waves. <laughs> it was literally like, it's my, I think it's like my hell one or hell two sound effect. People screaming in fire and pain. It's great. Well, we all need a bit of that occasionally. Yes. And it was so funny because I had I hadn't really expected that to give me an actual spell. Um, I think the script just said that she kind of sort of says something. And then she prefaced this with, I don't really do spells very well, even though she ad libs them awesomely, and then she did this one and I was like, What do you mean you don't do them well? Shut up <laughs> No, absolutely. I still I still am absolutely blown away by her her interpretation of the character because I think when I read it back before I'd heard any of the episodes with her in I was like <coughs> yeah. you know, oh you know just be kind of like um, you know a bit of a an extension of Lilith sort of which obviously makes yeah, sense but considering don't be things so sure she um, yeah. but it's really not yeah, no, she's she's different. She's very different from from Lilith. Um, I have to say that I like the way that I was able because I had a lot of a hard time with with the transition from that scene to this one because I knew that the spell builds up, builds up, builds up, and then she sends this wave of power to Nox. And then I was like, now I have to go to Sam and Noir talking crap. So I'm glad that it, I managed to manage. To, I think I managed to get the transition okay, where it just kind of music wraps itself up, and then there's a pause and then you move to this scene. <laughs> no, you obviously didn't. I love this scene because we, we, we barely see these characters interact really up until this point. But it kind of, yeah, kind of nice to see the friendship that built up during the three months that we work yeah. with them. 
in between season one and two. Yeah, and to be fair, Sam and Noir know each other. Um, well, remember, yeah. Sam was the Exodus during the last the last part of Asara's run as Avalon, so he knows Noir. So Sam and Noir have a friendship, but it is tentative at best. They tend to butt heads a lot, so it was really nice to get to show how. You know how they interact with each other, and it's a lot of Sam kind of being like, "No, nah, Argle, Argle," and Noir going, "Oh, calm down, you silly man." <laughs> that should be the dialogue that you write. Just calm down. You I, in fact, man. actually, I I put it to you here now that you should have the line, "Calm down, you silly man," before the end of this show. Okay, I'll do it. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. I got it. I have plenty of opportunities for Noir to say that. Um, oh, yeah. Lady of the Lake again, yay! Yeah, I like your little triangle ting. Yeah, it's... I like doing it. I, I, I'm trying not to overuse it. Um, so right now, it only gets used basically at the beginning of a statement. So it doesn't get used like, like you know, if she breathes and then starts a new sentence. It only, it only really comes up when somebody else talks to her and then she talks again. It really um, reminds me of the kind of thing you got in sort of like the mid-range Final Fantasy games, kind of between yeah! eight, and eight and ten yeah! or so. In that sort of those, those universes, because they've got a bit more, they've got a bit more weird recently. But there, they would yeah. have characters that would kind of come along and there'd be some sort of like uh, signal that they were going to speak. Yeah. This is important, folks. This is a plot thing. Um, I, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to let you know that clearly, uh, we mentioned it before, but uh, Natalie is the vessel for the Lady of the Lake, which means right now, when the Lady of the Lake takes over her body, Natalie has no say in what goes on. That's changing. The, every time she comes back and the Lady comes, you know, comes back, she reintegrates a little more. So at some point, How Natalie will get to commune, I guess, with the and goddess at some point. So we'll see that play out a little differently. A little I love the fact that Sam is the only character I have who will mouth off to a deity. He will. He'll just be like, ah, screw you. Well, he's been doing it a while. Yeah, and, and I, this is not the first time that... I mean, this is the first time it's... Okay, so, as, it, as I mentioned when the lady showed up in 19, she was considered a legend still. She had not been back on Earth pretty much since Arthur's time. Um, so, and what it is, is for those of you who remember back in 18 when, when Jaina was praying to Lou, she asked for help. This is the help she got. It's not necessarily what she expected or what she asked for, but this is the help she got. Um, and so, it's clear that, it's clear that, I'm trying really hard not to give spoilers here, but it's clear that Jaina and Sam are important folks, because they're getting the help that other people didn't get before, or if they did get it, it was in a different capacity. Um, so, Sam's just kind of being a little bit of an ungrateful bastard. Oh, and then my favorite thing ever! Ah! I was so glad I got to do this, it took forever to get here! <laughs> I'm just going to squeeze for a moment, guys. Chris, you talk while I squeeze. I will talk while you squeeze. Well, I think there's been a nice build-up towards this, and there's been obviously lots of little hints dropped here and there. Um, yes! <laughs> the previous 19 episodes. 
Um, so it is nice to kind of get here. It's nice to get here before the end of the series as well, because normally I think this sort of thing would happen in like the penultimate episode. And yeah. Ha ha ha. Um, uh, let me get the poor wow, bloke out of the room um, first. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, it's nice to get here now, and I think this, well, this obviously ties in with events that are coming. Yes. I like you. I'm trying not to give too much away. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, how do I not say this, what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah, no, and, and I really, I was glad I got to do it because, um, Noir is, the things that are coming for the whole group, it's going to be harder to fight that fight if Noir can't be a human. And, and and for those of you who've already listened to the episode, you've heard what Noir can do as a human. He has the capacity to heal people. He is still powered, just, you know, yeah, he still gets to control being a, a cat or a panther as he chooses. Because, you know, now he can be a cat to sneak into places. Now he can be a panther to rip the face off. Um, but he can also, he also has other abilities. And he needs to be able to explore those before the end of the show. Or the things that I have planned don't happen again. So. Interesting. Woo! I, I, I know nothing Chris about this. So this is... No, no, this is fourth season stuff. I haven't told you about this yet. Yeah. What are you doing? Big I know. I like this. This is like, I, you know, I try not to make the Sailor Moon references because I always hate it when people compare my show to Sailor Moon. However, I have to say, look, it's the Super S transformation. Like, she got powered up, dude. <laughs> And I know, Chris, you mentioned that you like this music. It's the music from the very first transformation she ever had. So, I hearken back to the Nice, nicely done. I didn't notice that. Uh, poor effort off me, really, but no, I do. And I think it works very well. <laughs> I think it's good, I think it's nice, powerful, and yes, people do equate it to Sailor Moon all the time. I've never seen Sailor Moon except for those clips that you sent me, and... Um, I know. God, it looked dreadful. Power and this is not dreadful. <laughs> so, there we go. Well, thank gone. you. I appreciate that. Most of the suit is the same, but it feels stronger. You gave me a trench coat. Is this a permanent Of course. Change? Yes. Because I was once a Marvel fan and happened to like a lot of the Marvel style costumes, and they do trench coats. They do, don't they? I know. They they have a surplus of trench coats and a dearth of boob boob windows, which is yes. good on both sides. Yes, and there is there is no boob window on this costume. I'm very glad to hear it. Otherwise, I would have to come and give you a strong talking to. No, there are there are no boob windows in my show, none whatsoever. Marvelous. There might be one on Sekhmet, but I can't remember. I don't even think she has a boom window. I think she's got the 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 open back and the and the, the really tight like the the, the skin tight turtleneck thing going on. Yeah, that's, no that's fine. That's fine. That's much more appropriate to kicking out. Before your time, I restored his true form. It was the least I could do. Sorry, my cat's getting into trouble. Oh, that's okay. My cat was here before as well. I thought she was going to join in the commentary, but, well, one of my cats, but she's covered off. So, clearly, not interested. Well, <laughs> I can only apologise. It's fine. And I did like the fact that you used an alternate uh, version of the opening theme here. Well, I, I like the, the the piece of music that the theme comes from is, like, ten minutes long. Yeah, so you were very... I never that get was to use all of it. <laughs> well done. So I never get to use all of it. I'm always like, oh, I got a fifth part of it in here. So it's nice to get to use it for what is going to be a... This is a another defining moment kind of thing. This is the... This is... This is important because, uh... 
Nox got a power-up earlier in the episode. And now Avalon's gotten a power-up. Now, if Nox hadn't gotten that power-up, Avalon's power-up would have made it possible for her to just blow Nox out of the water this fight. But Sekhmet's got more power, has more contacts, um, and is able to give Nox more, more power to access more deities. Uh, this is the first time she ever accesses the god Set. And anyone who knows Egyptian mythology knows Set is not someone you want to mess with. Um, so... It's. I like this fight because it's the first time you realize, oh my god, they're actually pretty evenly matched. If uh, if she had not gotten, if Avalon had not gotten the boost of power she had, she probably would not have made it through this fight alive. And even then, it's it's good that Exodus comes to her rescue because otherwise, uh, she probably would have come out of there a lot rougher. She would have won, but she would come out a lot rougher. It's lucky you wrote that in there, really. Oh, I'm not. Yes, I know, right? It's weird how that happens. Me being able to control fate. Incredible. What does that? This isn't a documentary. You're, you're, you're totally ruining my perception of the whole thing. I have what I need. Now I recognize this piece of music. Where did this yes. piece of music come from? Oh, it comes from Zero Project. Oh, it is it called does. Gothic. This is the first Zero Project piece you've used, you isn't it? Uh, well, the first, the piece from the Sam and Jaina scene is, is Zero Project as well. That's called Autumn Prelude. But yeah, this is the first, this is the first episode I've ever used them. Um, and I've had it, I just, for like a couple of episodes now, I just hadn't had a reason to use it yet, and I didn't know about it until Chris's daughter was like, here, check out these guys. And I was like, oh wow, this is awesome music. I know, it's great. And they were, they were like, like yeah, use our use stuff on your shows. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool. I was like, okay, cool. Are you kidding me? Are you trying to get killed? This scene was really hard to do, and I think going back, I probably would have written it differently. Um, because half of the scene is is Nox and Avalon having epic fight time. Yeah, and then the other half is Julian and Carrie hanging out on the sidelines watching it happen. And it's important because Carrie's, you know, showing that she's very pro Avalon and she's trying to inspire Avalon to keep fighting, and that's important. But I think I would have done it a little differently. It, it works from an audio perspective, from listening to it, but I agree with you. It was tough. At, at the same time, I can see how jumping backwards and forwards and obviously trying to keep that perspective. I mean, that is always one of the hardest things to do, is doing foreground and background. Yeah, it was hard. Um, so I feel it. But no, I, I think it does work, and also it gives some context to the scene, because there's nothing worse than a five-minute fight scene where nothing actually changes other than two people competing on each other. Yeah. So it's nice to have that. Although I do love a gratuitous fight. I love doing gratuitous fights because I was trying to make yeah. sure they have some sort of I've, thread of purpose I have somewhere. always taken you as a Ah, uh, yes oh. and no. <laughs> I love, I love punching things, so I don't think it makes you pass them. Gratuitous violence, fair enough. I like violence in an entertainment sense. I hate violence in my life. That's the way I love... This is fun, um, because I'm I'm starting to I, okay. So panning, it's one of those things I don't normally do it, just because I try to think of it as well. If people are listening on their on their I guess like one earbud or something, but I, I've hit a point in the show now where I I tell so many people look listen to headphones anyway. I'm just like nah, just listen to headphones from now on, okay? Just if. And unless I tell you it's okay to listen to this episode on speakers, you should probably listen to it on headphones or at least on the speakers of your car where things are on different sides of the, the car. Um, because panning is... I started doing painting with this, 
and uh, it's going to continue. I really liked using panning as a way to distinguish where things are happening. I'm going to continue to do it. There should be a little announcement at the beginning of each episode. This episode is best listened to on headphones. I know, right? Or even a little warning. This episode contains panning. I really love how this fight goes down. Especially because she's just, she's pummeling Jaina against, a, like, you know, the side of a building. And poor Jay just can't get away. I'm quite looking forward to seeing the front cover for this one. Oh, I know. I, I, I was talking with Dan, but we haven't come up with... I mean, I don't know what he's doing for it yet, because we're recording these in advance. No, we're not. Don't spoil the illusion. It's, I know. It's really May or whenever this episode comes okay. out. Yeah, not even May. Whatever time it is on your clock now, that's the time that's it, what is it is here. We are all sorts of timey-wimey up in here, so exactly. let's get used to it. I like the fact that Carrie standing up for Avalon in front of Julian gets her. <laughs> yes, I know, that doesn't seem very fair, really. I'm sure Julian's on his third to get beaten around the head with something long and hard. Hey, hey, here are two other seasons for that kind of dirtiness, okay? You just hang it, mister. There are plenty of long and hard things that could beat Julian. <laughs> See, 20 people just turned on her. I love them showing up. They're just kind of like, hey, stop, Slash. I hope you didn't like your back very much. Avalon, you alright? Exodus. This is a good piece of music and good length as well. Well, I also need to do it to make it longer. Did you now? Well, yes, um, I love doing that. It's totally it's so not noticeable. Fun. It's really not. That's, that's, that's very well done. I didn't fall. I love doing it. I, I love to do that. To, uh, to, to, to the pieces of music, make it longer or shorter or change it up however I need to. It's fun. I didn't come here for you, Exodus. This isn't over, Avalon. Ah, oh, Nox is so Why? evil. Just yes, over. which is sad. I never knew you were so damn stubborn. Well, yeah, because it's Roxy. You don't want to think about Roxy being that evil. No, absolutely not. Of course you can tell it all. Especially if it's damn kind it. of giving up the opportunity damn, damn to be it. using a great Chicago <sighs> show tune. <sighs> to punch you in your here. face. <laughs> I love this scene where she's kind of like, oh, thank, oh, hey, wow. sup. Huh. You're kind of cute. <laughs> it's about time someone well, noticed. You know, I know that he's cute lives. and looks like 30. <laughs> Seriously, on both sides, I think it's about time someone noticed. I just yeah. know I'll be sore. Good news is, <clears throat> this costume breathes a lot better. Yeah, well, it's... Oh, uh, does it now? Uh, <laughs> well... I love has a thur, pretty girl moment. Um, it's the first time he's ever really done that, but you know, hey, trench coat, boobs, they're there. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks. Looks good on you. Very. No, I'm really looking forward to the front cover of this episode. <laughs> I think you've just found it. Just her boobs in the trench coat. <laughs> oh, no. that, that might be a little bit exploitative, really. I'm not, I'm not sure we should go to go there. Yeah. She. She's not Roxy anymore. You're right. She's not. 
What's that mean for you? She took one person from me, and that's one too many. She's not going to live for Thank God. another. Jaina has finally put her big girl pants on. I know. It is that time. Just, just... This is, and this is like the last time, well, there's a moment in the next episode, but for the most part, uh, the big girl pants stay on now, in regards to Knox. Perhaps, my dear. Which is good, because we, we've, we've had quite a dare. bit of sort of the angst soul-searching, which is all fine and well and good and fine. Uh, yeah, for but. the most part, it's it's pretty much taken care of for the moment. Um, there's going to be a little more in Season 3, but it's because uh, every season there's a new challenge, there's something new she has to, 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 to think about. I mean, she has not, but for now... For now, she's figured out what she knows she needs to do, and it's just a matter of doing it now. Will it leave a scar? Will it leave a scar? I love how petulant she is. <laughs> Hi, Obsidian. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> I didn't know you were in here! <laughs> I know! I get everywhere. <laughs> You're like a gremlin. You just pop up out of nowhere. Absolutely. Don't feed me after midnight. No, don't ever. Or get water on him. Well. Well. Oh, he's a bit grumpy though, isn't he? Well, you were supposed to say the name of a goddess in this, and then what you did so bad I cut it out. So he's allowed to be grumpy. Really? Where was I supposed to say the name of a goddess? You're supposed to say Kailash, and you were like, and it like came out so wrong. But I was so behind on mixing this, I was like, oh, forget it. I'm not gonna get him to redo it. So I just spliced it out. Really? Oh, that's a bit late. Do I? Have you really cut that line out? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Gone. But you know what though? That's okay. I act now. I. I like this better though because uh, Kailash is not the only ally that uh, they have. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, uh, to be fair, I'm looking so, at it. That's not how it's spelt. I'm sorry, folks, just to check this. It's spelt C-A-I-L-L-E-C-H. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in most... And I've heard... I have seen it pronounced... I mean, I've heard it pronounced, like, five different ways. And I just picked the easiest one. <laughs> right. Because, like, it's like she... And the whole thing about the goddess Kailash, or Kailash, or Kailash... I don't know, I don't really speak Gaelic. I think I would have gone with Kailash. For, for Gaelic, but, was, I think, where, where I, I was, was. Well, it's 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 a she is a goddess of plague and death, and she's basically an old crone from uh, the Wales and Irish areas, and she basically like roams the mountains, killing people, kind of thing. Um, not really killing them, but like she brings pestilence and plague wherever she goes, and she's like this old crone in the mountains, kind of thing. But there's also like 15 million different interpretations of that particular figure in mythology. So I went with the one, I, I went with the aspect of her that Nox would need. Um, not necessarily the whole deity and all of her purposes, just the aspect of the deity that she needs. You know, I'm, I'm big on the whole aspect thing. So, because there's a lot of gods, I mean, there's a lot of polytheistic religions where one god or goddess could, may have one purpose to one person and be like completely opposite for somebody else. Absolutely. Yes, in fact, most like, of them are, have similar yeah. interpretation is part of the thing. Yeah.
Yeah, so so in this case, think of it as Nox is using aspects of deities. Because Neftis is not necessarily a bad goddess. She's married to Set, and she is considered a goddess of darkness and death, but she's not necessarily bad. She's also a mother figure. She's also a goddess of magic, like Isis, because Isis is her sister. So, like, yes, using Neftis is kind of weird, because, like, Nox uses Neftis a couple of times, but she's not actually using all of what she knows about Nefti. She's just evoking that one part of her. So, anyway, enough babbling. No, it's interesting me. babbling. This, 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 this is good. This is why people come to commentaries. That's well, I hope so, yeah. But I mean, like, that's, that's kind of a big thing to understand about Avalon is that, for example, so much of Celtic... There's so many Celtic deities. Just, like, from going to the Mabinogian and, like, if you just like, took all the names that were mentioned out, there's, like, something like 800 and almost none of them have descriptions. Like, Kernunos is only, like, been described twice in actual uh, archaeological evidence. Um, and he's just a horned god. You know nothing else about him. That's why he's just kind of, like, that's why he's kind of just, like, Jaina's blaster power is because she only uses him for the one offensive ability. So, and I picked him because so little was known about him. Um, whereas, like, Mainanon, you know he's a god of storms and a god of 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 water um so that's why sam uses him for lightning and storms and stuff like that so yeah let's not babble on much longer about that because i could talk about theology all day and that would take forever we should do like, <laughs> we should do like an extra documentary episode like just yeah that'd be fun round table discussion we should do that at the end of season two maybe we'll we'll, we'll put something that'd together that'd be good well yeah it, if folks, if you want to hear that, let us know. Drop, let me know on Twitter, uh, at Genesis Avalon, or drop me a line at kat at pendantaudio.com, um, or say something on the mailing list about it, which uh, you can join that uh, if you if you go to groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant. Um, and yeah, if you if you want to hear theological discussion, you want to hear anything extra, let me know. Uh, if you liked it, please do tell us. Let us know what you think of the episode. Um, if you don't like it, I might cry. But then again, if you have a legitimate reason for not liking it, I will just totally respect that decision because I don't expect everybody to like my stuff. So, so anyway. You, um, you can tell me about it and I'll filter it. You know? I'll, I'll, there you I'll, go. <laughs> I'll filter through. Things cut. I'll be like, Chris, this person said this mean thing. And then you'll be like, well, no, what they really meant was this. <laughs> exactly. So I'll interpret. That's my job. There we go. Okay. Well... We're gonna we're gonna stop here and uh, go to do next month, uh, which for you guys you're gonna have to wait a whole month for. I'm sorry. You're um, anyway, the illusion, right? I yeah. know. Anyway, um, enjoy uh, the episode. I hope you did, and uh, we'll talk to you next month. Bye. Bye.